Fierce Fan Media. Wait till Mexico. Wait until Honestly, Mexico. Mexico, I'm not recording it and posting it. So you guys can run amok. I don't care. You know what? That's not my I problem. Might. I might record it and post it. Don't you do don't, if I you can t- figure out how to do it. I was just going to say, you wouldn't even know how. Just <laughs> I can figure it out. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> you are pretty smart. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. We are starting with everyone sober, which is, you know, a first. Rare. I am Jackie, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacy, the political princess. I'm Erin, the geeky girl. I love Erin's entrance. (laughs) I'm Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. Oi. 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 Uh, okay, tonight I am, listen, I'm just drinking the Trader Joe's boxed wine, red blend. It's delicious. I'm just drinking Tito's and Gatorade. Um, I'm just drinking tea because I'm not feeling very well. Oh, thank you. I'm drinking, um, Oyster Bay Pinot Grigio. Oh no, it's gonna be wine drunk, Aaron. Too. That's you know be... what? Yay! I love drinking, oh, man. I'm drinking whiskey. That's oh, great, perfect. It's gonna be a good evening. Dempsey, <laughs> what do you mean you don't feel good? What's going on? Oh God, I've been sick for like a week. I She's missed the that podcast. Last... I do. I missed the podcast last week. I slept through it. You're still <laughs> sick. Yeah. This thing lasts yeah. like a month. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a fever anymore. I didn't get a fever. I got sick on last Friday, and I didn't get a fever until Monday. Wow. So, and then, time. and then I started to feel like a little bit better, and then I got my period a week early. Oh, no. hey, <laughs> party time! You know what, too? And it's heavy, and I have a cough. Ew, oh, that is horrible! Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, that's blasting all over the place. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus! Everyone got it. You didn't have to say it. Yeah, we all had a picture. I didn't need the illustration. Here, they never stopped nothing but a sentence, boo boo. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> oh my God. That's a Julie thing to say. What uh, the Julie fuck thing. is happening right now? What is happening? I'm just saying. Let her rip, Demps. Let her rip. Don't worry about oh it. Oh my God. Let her rip, Tater Chip. Oh my god! <laughs> There's mono going around in Arkansas right now. Not There's all surprised. kinds of shit going around in Arkansas right now. Too bad it's not the urge to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or birth control. That would be crack nice. A book. Yeah, crack a or, book or gun control <laughs> or yeah. gun control. Yeah. Any of the controls. <laughs> yeah. Um, Only freedom. Only freedom in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Good thing it's run by the uh, the party of small government and absolute freedom, unless you're talking about reproductive rights or guns or mm-hmm. LGBTQ or a lot of wars there or just like women in general. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about next, Benedict? Yeah, we're getting to it. Right. I was trying to not make it so, so much giggling and then start talking about. She was bringing us down. Yeah, be yeah. I, was trying, I was trying to land the plane, Joel. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Uh, okay, the first topic tonight is next, uh, next Benedict, and um, I'm actually going to let Julie start this one because uh, she was the one who brought it up. So, 
I'm I'm just really upset about it and I'm appalled. And I think that we are, I think next Benedict, unfortunately, was the victim of what people are breeding their children to be. Well, why don't you but tell everybody what, what, oh, what happened before you? Yeah. So next was, or next was in high school and they were a non-binary teen, 16 years old, and they went to the bathroom and they were tired of getting picked on and uh dump some water on some girls uh we're picking girls, on I them because th- who, who were picking on them and they uh got beat up and got their head slammed into the ground multiple times they then got uh the fight got broken up they then got uh transported to medical nobody called an ambulance they couldn't even walk themselves to the nursing station when they went back home where they uh lived with their grandparents they transported them to the hospital where they died and I'm glad they stuck up for themselves. I'm glad next stuck up for themselves, but I'm also sad that they did. Cause maybe that maybe could have prevented them from dying, but I'm also glad like that would have been me. Like if you're picking on me to a point where, you know, and, 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 and those girls weren't just picking on next, they were picking on Nex's friends also. And uh, next stuck up for themselves and dumped water on them, which is completely harmless compared to getting jumped by three people by three people. It wasn't and even a one-on-one fight. Like right. the, the reports three. that I read were that they got their heads. They got their heads slammed into the ground multiple times. How you don't call an ambulance when you find anybody that cannot physically walk. And if I walked into a Walmart and found a whole grown ass person after getting beat up that couldn't walk somewhere, the first thing I'm doing is calling 911 yep. and getting them looked at. Head injuries are that no is, joke. That mm-hmm. is standard protocol for anything. The first thing you do is call nine, e- even before you approach the victim, the first thing you do is call 911 and get them on their way so that then you approach the situation. Um, the fact that the staff didn't do that and wasn't trained to know how to do that to me is absolutely fucking appalling. And I feel so, the story is fucking heartbreaking to me yeah. for, for nothing. Because they went into the bathroom that that the the Oklahoma the law in Oklahoma they don't have uh, neutral bathrooms they have male female bathrooms and they say that you have to enter this bathroom based on the DNA that you were born with not the DNA or the person that you feel like you are or that you represent. You have to go in there based off of your genitalia, basically, is what they're saying. And next was following the law. They were a straight-A fucking student and was sick of getting 
fucking bullied and finally stuck up for themselves and dumped water on a couple like the most harmless thing you throw a drink at somebody who's being an asshole and got their fucking head bashed in for it because there's so much hatred spread right now around this entire around this entire what do I what do I want to call it like culture like this entire idea world world and died essentially died a fucking straight A student who probably would have I mean I don't know pro- probably would have done amazing things you know I they they seem like a really cool person to me somebody that I if I walked in the bathroom and saw somebody beat, beating their ass I would have fucked them up and stuck up for them. Well, Somebody I who think- actually had the balls to stick up for themselves and well, say, you're but- not going to keep treating me and my friends like this. But here's the problem, and- though, too. Over. Like, Nex was failed multiple times in this whole thing because they were in the bathroom with their friend who identified as trans. So it was the two of them in the bathroom. And not oh, only was- that. Yeah, and not only did the school not call the police an ambulance, anything like that, they called Nex's grandmother and also suspended them. Mm-hmm. So for they dumping got the water. Trouble. They got in trouble for this altercation in which they were... So beat. Nex was sticking up for them and their friend. Yeah, and then the grandmother did take them to the hospital. They were examined and sent home. Mm-hmm. And then still complaining of, you know, head, neck pain, things like that. And then the next day collapsed. And we're dead by the time they got to the hospital. You so know, the hospital those... failed them too. Yeah. Everyone you know, failed those... this kid. Everyone and, failed. And on honestly, those girls, the the TikTok that I watched with uh the news under the desk or whatever. Like, I, I agree. Like, I don't want to crucify the young girls that did this. It's about how they were fucking raised and what they were taught and what they're learning. Like, it was it their fault? Yes, of course it was the girl's fault. But what have they been taught and what have they been learned and what have they been trained to do and how to react to situations like that too? It's not just the girl's fault that did this. Totally. Yeah, it's because I think- Everybody's fault. I see it here in this very Republican little town that I live in that kids spout off what they hear at home and it's, it'll be like girls that I know for a fact have never turned the news on and they spout some stuff that you can just tell that they're being taught at home. So people need to be more careful with the hate that they give at home that they spout out. Well, And I think in the same thread that the parents were held accountable for the gun violence of that one kid. And was it Michigan? Yeah. Well, so that I think these parents need to be held accountable too. like the girls need to be held accountable. The parents need to, the school needs to be the hospital. Like all these motherfuckers need to be held accountable. Like, what the fuck? I agree with you. So um, Chaya Rachik is the person who runs the libs of TikTok account. And so so this is n- not me. I want to make sure I attribute who this is from. But 
Uh, remember that Charles Manson didn't physically kill anyone or directly order any of the Manson family murders. He was convicted because of the ideology he promoted to his cult was found to have constituted an overt act of conspiracy. Yep. It's the same thing. Yep. Well, also, it's not just not so to take it a step further, because as usual, this is this issue is bigger than just what those particular young women are being taught at home too. Their state is legalizing this hate also by yeah. forcing mm-hmm. their like necks and her and their friends to have to use bathrooms that they're not comfortable with by not backing. Even if, even if that's your, the state policy, they're not offering them any kind of support either brushing them off when they are beaten down. I guarantee you this wasn't their first time being bullied by these people this wasn't their first time being threatened because people like next are bullied and picked on their entire lives and when there's no repercussions there's no recourse they're not left with a lot of actions what do you expect a person to do take it and take it and take it and take it until they either conform to what you have deemed as acceptable in society or what you have deemed as quote-unquote normal or they're going to lose it and quite frankly I'm shocked at their restraint to simply dump water on people who are picking on them so incessantly. Like that is, that is to me a show of control that they didn't wall off and, and hit them or push them or scream at them or do anything. Dumping water on someone is harmless. I dump water on my kid. Like (laughs) reading, reading what I, I read about next is that I, I kind of got the feeling that they maybe wouldn't have done that so much if it was just them, but that their friend was getting bullied. Mm-hmm. And next didn't like that. Well, Good for you, I just, I don't, I, I, I cannot mentally wrap my head around hating someone that I don't know with such ferocity that I would encounter them in a situation and beat them into oblivion. Like that is such a lack of education, self-control, emotional regulation. Like you, I don't care how much you dislike someone, you do not have the right to physically assault someone. The only time violence is acceptable is in true self-defense. Like you're fighting for your life. Physically physically assaulting somebody, you have hurt, physically hurt or done something horrible to my family. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that would be for me, that would maybe make me snap to that point. Well, I think it's crowd mentality too, especially sure. among teenagers. If sure. it had been a single bully girl in the bathroom, they wouldn't have she said probably, anything. Yeah. She probably would have been like, them. whatever, you know, have, like yeah. maybe a verbal argument and walked out. Or she would have said but something the, shitty under her breath and walked out. Yeah. But the crowd mentality of it, like, sucks, especially among teenagers, that peer pressure Mm -hmm. of, like, I'm going to do what you do type situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting because we're not just not teaching our kids not to hate what they don't know. What that is there is fear. They're afraid of what they don't know. And instead of allowing people to explore what other, like, empathy doesn't equal endorsement. Okay, you can have empathy for someone and respect them as a person and still not believe in what they say or stand for. Like, I'm not telling abortion. Right. I like you don't have to tell your children like, oh, being trans is totally fine. I think it is. I'm just saying, like, 
you don't have to give that message without saying, but you don't get to harm people. Right. <laughs> like, see how easy that is? We don't right. have to agree with them, but you don't have to harm them. Mm-hmm. The Dalai Lama said, you know, you you if you can't help, at least don't harm. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's all you have to do. All you have to do is teach your kids, even if you're a devout religious worshiper of, of zombie baby Jesus. Okay. I think he'd be real disappointed to find out that you beat one of your peers into oblivion to the point that their life ended. That's yeah, even disgusting. after that Super Bowl commercial where they showed Jesus washing feet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I want to make a little point of clarification. I can't believe that didn't work. I can't believe. I can't believe it. What a marketing effort gone to waste. I do just want to clarify a little bit because um, if people don't follow libs of TikTok, I don't want it to sound like it's a liberal. I think if you're not familiar, it's not. With it, it's not. Um, no. Yeah, just so everybody knows, it's Shia Rachik is a horrific piece of human trash. Yeah. Um, that is. I'm glad you mentioned that. I meant to bring that up. Yeah, I, if people it, aren't like, familiar with lives of TikTok, but it's the account that she uses to repost. Um liberal content and mock it and make fun of it and things like that. So that, that oh. quote was about Shia Rachek, not about, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. not something, so, something that she said, but I didn't know that. Um, but, um, another thing that I think it was the, let me, give me one second. Let me look at it. It was the stuff like this enrages me. Yeah. Like it, so it, the, Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network um, had had posted, I want to say yesterday, it was a statement from their executive director, and I actually thought this was really kind of goes along with that thing about um, Charles Manson. So, um, so it says, the murder of Next Benedict is devastating. The fact that the mob killing of this child was carried out by other children is a chilling reminder of the influence adults hold over young minds. When adults propagate extremist ideologies and fuel the spread of hate, it's sadly not surprising that hate crimes ensue. We must name the role that individuals and legislation have played in this murder. Um, And so, so I think that like, so the, um, so Chaya Rachik was hired by who was it that pushed that bill forward in the first place? It was, um, in Oklahoma, it was Governor Kevin Stitt um, passed that law requiring them to use, you know, for people to use the bathrooms for the the gender that they were born with and not what they identify with. But then also um, one of their top education affil- um, officials, Ryan Walters, who's really like pushing a lot of anti-LGBTQ um, rhetoric during his time, hired um, Chaya Rachik to, um, uh, be on a, um, state book banning committee also. Of course. Could you, of course. Could, could you imagine, yeah. imagine with me for a moment, the absolute fucking outrage that would ensue and rightfully so, rightfully so. If a young Christian person was murdered by three young Muslim classmates, Oh, the yeah. outrage, the oh, fucking yeah. outrage or three young LGBTQIA, oh, they, whatever, whatever others fill in the blank. Yeah. Others, yeah. yeah. 
young black people, young Mexican people, young others murdered because they were trying to preach the Bible to them or whatever. Could you, could you fucking imagine? It'd be crucified. Yep. Crucified. There'd be protests. (laughs) There'd be be buildings (laughs) burning to the ground. And that's what I get like. Laws. Laws would be flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. is not even all over the news everywhere. or anything. And, and that's what's making me mad. And I'm in this area. Like, that happened 100 miles from me. And I watch the news every morning. Like, I, and it, it's not getting spread. It's getting not getting, old. people aren't talking about it. I had to get on TikTok. <laughs> I watch the news every morning. I do. And I'm I like, read my newspaper. I had to get on fucking TikTok to learn about it. I just yeah. like listening to the news and I'm getting ready for my morning. Like it, it's not, you know, whatever, but and you're having I, your coffee and your Danish and my little bagel with like cream cheese. Yeah. I, I, that's what I like doing. And I'm like, I had to get on fucking TikTok to learn about this. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. And now it, I'm going to take it a step further and this isn't any breaks my fucking, I cry towards next at all. But now multiply that by 20, and that's how many non-gender conforming people of color are killed every single day yeah. for their existence in this world. The, the, no, I mean, Nex is getting the publicity either. sheet, or they rightfully they, deserve, rightfully yeah. deserve. Right. But also, they're they're white. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to take anything oh. away from Nex, but... Trans, it goes so deep. trans goes women of color deep. are the most persecuted and assaulted and murdered group in our society. Their rate of, of death is higher than Muslims. It's higher than... Um, and nobody uh, cares. Nobody gives a shit. I hate talking Well, I mean, we give a shit. So fucked up. But the yeah. news media doesn't care. Yeah. Nobody cares about them. It's, it's they, fucking they, infuriating. They care about clickbait. Yeah. You know what I think a huge helper would be? I don't want to say solution Ugh. is so non-specific true. gender bathrooms. Totally. We have oh, them here everywhere. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It would but totally it help. Would solve, they would never would do that. The problem of you have to go into the bathroom of your gender from your birth certificate because here's a bathroom that anybody can use for any reason if you have diarrhea don't you it's because they go into a multi-stall bathroom and blow it up they don't but they don't care they it's for the children it's for they don't give a fuck it's that's required by state law here stacy like but like anywhere else where these laws that have this problem where they're like we need a girl and a boy bathroom and you have to use the bathroom but they that won't do gender. it they won't do it if because they really don't care gender bathroom it, oh my god it's not it's not saying that it's okay for a boy assigned at birth to go into a girl's bathroom it's not saying you know the opposite yeah. It's saying this is a bathroom that anybody can use for any reason. If we had a non-gender bathroom, I would just hang out and they're just to make friends. 
<laughs> That's so not surprising. It's state gonna be law in California to have a I'd non-gender like, bathroom. You know, I have to say something because go ahead. I you'd be I, the person I, handing out the towels when they wash yeah, their hands. Help them with a with a, like a tip jar. Here's yes. my card. Hello, hello. I have to say this because, like, as as someone who in high school got bullied a lot, I got bullied in middle school. I got bullied in high school. I grew up in a very small town in For rural California. You're, you're gorgeous and you're in your white. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. For? Well, I mean, everybody I went to school with was white, <laughs> but it just, I, I got bullied because I wasn't like all the other girls. I was a jock and I played sports and I was, I was funny. I was one of the guys and it, 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 it was the most traumatic experiences of my life happened being bullied and right. You don't grow out of it. You just learn how to deal with it. And it breaks my heart that so many students who are, or so many kids are, who are comfortable enough with themselves to be who they truly are. Because when I was getting bullied, I thought I was, you know, a straight girl, like, Hey, Travis, you want to, you want to go to the dance together? And he was like, no, <laughs> <My boy. laughs> so but like, these these kids that are they're coming out they're non-binary they're they're queer they're you know uh, um omnisexual they're all these things right all of these they're they're embracing themselves which is what we have been working so fucking hard in the LGBTQ community to do is to make these kids feel safe to come out and be who they are and say this is who I am I am gay I am a lesbian I am bi I am fucking non-binary i'm trans what the fuck you know i want to be called you know ricky instead of rebecca whatever right yes and then we fucking kill him what the fuck what the fuck is wrong with this society this country the, the why 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 did next deserve to die she why didn't. They didn't. They, did. they, they did it. They didn't. They but didn't. why yeah. did this motherfucking piece of shit that beat the fuck out of her decide that it was okay? Because their parents are bastards. That's why. And you know what? Fuck these people. Fuck them. This is what's wrong with this country is like, I'm hating them instead of being like, well, you know, it was probably how they were brought up and they were brought up to, to, to think that everybody's different. But like, I wasn't joking necessarily. It was with the whole Super Bowl comment. Like that. I think it's ridiculous and I can't believe they spent so much fucking money to do these commercials when they could just be paying taxes, but whatever. <laughs> I, I personally like I'm watching this commercial and I'm like, that's not how any Christians I know fucking behave. Not a single fucking one of them. What the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? So it's just the extremists. It's just, it's, it's seeing this and knowing how badly it feels to be bullied and how it took so long for me to be okay with myself. And I still struggle with it every day. And this person next who was so sure of themselves who was able to go i'm non-binary i'm still gonna do fantastic at school i'm still gonna be obsessed with mine in a hard I'm place still, to do it and, and a fucking awful place and to do then it. i'm gonna stick up for myself because i'm gonna stick up for myself and my yeah. friend and i'm gonna do this because i'm proud i'm proud of who i am and then we fucking killed them what the fuck i'm just i'm just i'm outraged i'm saddened I'm scared for our future all over again. It happens every time something bad happens. I get scared for our future. 
Um, so like all the time, um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's sad and it's frustrating and I I'm not even drunk. I think unfortunately with people like next and school shootings and things like that, or, you know, our African-American folks, it takes things like that to bring awareness to people that are dormant. And I was like that until you guys, I didn't realize stuff like that until I was like, damn, all this shit is really fucked up. Like that's true. You know, and unfortunately it takes having victims for people to realize this is fucked up and something has to change, you know, and I want to stick up for these people and I want to stick up for this race or stick up for this idea or, you know, how, how people just fucking want to be or, or how people are born or whatever. It's like, it takes tragic events for people to wake the fuck up. And realize how fucking horrible this is. Well, unfortunately, Fox News is already spinning it. What? Well, mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna say. What's What's sad, and then I'll shut up after this. What's sad is that it gets uh, watered down through the news, through Fox News, and things like that. Everything gets everything gets watered down when it comes to, because it's so tragic and it's so sad and. You know, the the far right doesn't want stories like this or uh, many of other stories that we've all lived through over the last decade affecting people to change how they look at things. You know, it, it, but it, it's fucking tragic, Aaron. I'm, I'm mad too. I, I fucking cried when I was mm-hmm. I was going through my stuff and I was like, this is fucking horrible. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. And it's that's just one story i'm sure shit like this happens all of the time this is just one story that we're hearing about for whatever reason next is one of the one stories that we're hearing about but i'm sure kids right now are getting bullied and beat up and all of you know what what you know all of these are maybe they're suicidal or for whatever reason, black, white, straight, gay, non-binary, whatever, who, who fucking cares? They're kids. Mm-hmm. It's happening probably like every five seconds, but we don't hear about any of that shit. And it's fucking horrible. And it begins with how you're raised and what you watch and what you listen to and who you surround yourself with. Well, and, I mean, we can all remember 1996 when Matthew Shepard was found hanging on a, a fence post in Wyoming that kind of kicked off the publicity of the way LGBTQ people were treated and harassed. And he he was beaten and hung from a fence post for being gay. That's it. That was the only crime Matthew Shepard committed in 1996. And this has been happening, unfortunately. Is that a crime? For, for centuries. They a crime. Yeah. They have, they rounded up LGBT people during the Holocaust too. Like, that's not to take away from the Jews or anything, but like, I'm just saying like right. this, this type of persecution, othering people, black people, brown people, different ethnicity, different religions has been happening since humans have existed what what what's disgusting to me is that kind of hatred 
used to have to be kept in the shadows. You weren't allowed to say it out loud because it was embarrassing. It wasn't socially acceptable, like persecuting other people for things they cannot control or cannot help was not socially normal for most people. I understand racism has always existed and hatred for others has always existed, but now it's in vogue. Like there's whole ass states passing laws to protect the perpetrators of these fucking crimes or to embolden them to commit them. That's mm-hmm. what enrages me. Like I, this whole thing is enraging. I'm, I'm not saying that, but like we are making it easier and easier to get away with this bullshit now because the fucking ultra right is so terrified of anyone that doesn't align with align with their political and religious beliefs. It's disgusting. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fucking disgusting. Yep. The only thing we can keep doing is keep talking about it, spreading awareness, trying to educate the uneducated. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean what else can you do? It's it's really hard to change. I had this conversation today. It's really hard to change people's, I, I don't know the right word, ideology of things. Like it's really hard to change somebody's, how they look at things and how they, and how they process things. Because a lot of those things are t- trained into them. It's so, not though. It's in all honesty, it's, it's fucking laziness. It's absolute laziness because, um, Empathy, fear is easy to invoke fear for the unknown fear for the different fear for whatever that fear is an easy yeah. emotion for us to conjure. It's real easy to be scared of something or be anxious. Ask any of you who suffer from anxiety, how easy it is to be scared of something. Any of us, not any, anybody here, <laughs> except for Jackie, except me. <laughs> What's not easy to do is train your brain to take a beat and see the humanity in people that don't look like you, don't behave like you, don't act like you, and try to figure out what you have in common with them. And at the very least, even if you don't want to be friends with them, you don't have to fucking harm them. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of people I don't want to be friends with, but I also, I don't want to see anything bad happen to them. Like, I don't want to see you starve. You just can't eat at my table. Right. Like, <laughs> how hard is that? I says it's about karma. exposure. Like, <laughs> We have this big party once a year where we invite everybody. It's coworkers, it's neighbors, it's friends, it's all these people. And he always says, like, I'm always worried about people that I know are, you know, Republican. I want to, I want to say like racist or against gays or whatever, but it, it's Republican. <laughs> I mean, fall so, under that umbrella. It's applied. The Venn diagram yeah. is all one circle. <laughs> So I'm always like, you know, is that person going to say something embarrassing to my friends that are here who mean the world to me that that's going to embarrass me because that's not going to fly at my house. It's just not. So I always worry about, you know, putting these people together in the same area. And Kai always says, no, that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do because these people are going to come over and they're going to mingle with our friends and family that are LGBT that they're going to be like, oh, they're just like us. They're kind. They're funny. They're smart. They're, you know, all these things. And that's the only way we can get them to change their mind, you know? And for at first I was like, yeah, but it's still scary. You know, it's scary Mm -hmm. because I don't know who's going to say something that's going to hurt somebody's feelings. I don't know like what's going to happen, but luckily we've only had respectful situations. 
And now that it's happened, you know, all these years that we've done this, I see it happening and it's actually really cool to watch happen. And I think that that's, that's what we need to do is more exposure, you know, Mm -hmm. like just being around people, put yourself in the situation where you're around people of different views, different nationalities, different, you know, anything to hear their side of the story. And that's how you realize we're all fucking human and we're all going through our own shit and we're all just good people just because you don't believe in somebody's views, it's okay. You know, that's how we end up being like, oh, it's fine. You know, it's like that saying that be careful who you hate. It could be someone you love. I think that was like a really big deal when my daughter came out because we have religious people in our family. We have neighbors that I don't think are very like open-minded that loved Lex growing up. So it's kind of like, oh shit. Well, she's a great person. She's smart. She's funny. She's kind. She's good to be around, you know, like people seeing that and being like, wait a minute. These these are people that I love, you know, yeah. maybe it's okay. As long as they don't kill them first. Right. There's I so much. Oh, go ahead, Erin. Oh, sorry, sorry Stacey, think... that was really beautiful. I shouldn't have done that. It really, no, yeah. it really was I'm beautiful. Sorry. But like what I'm what I, I mean, want to add right. to that is that. you're right it does need to happen and it it is primarily in these small rural areas it's real hard for me to say rural Rural (laughs) (laughs) um but it's like in these areas where it is a lot of a lot of like republican white people just chilling you know drinking their natty lights and just like you know trying to you know get some wild turkey from the the local uh, uh wherever and i just feel like this is what what happens though is that you don't feel safe going into these areas so you don't go into these areas so they never get to experience you and you yep. never like that you don't get to experience them and so it's it, that's and that's where we see when when voting happens right we see all the red areas and all the blue areas and all the blue areas are typically cities and all the red areas are these you know bfes And it's just, it's, you're so right. And it so does need to happen. But it's scary. It's so scary. You're absolutely right. And I think that's kind of what Kai is saying is that like more of us people need to make the safe place for it to happen. Yeah. We're a safe place. If somebody comes over, you know, like we have a friend that wears dresses that is male. If somebody were to come over at these events and say something we are right there to say not okay what the fuck you're not welcome here you know like it's a safe area for anybody to be here we have people of all religions all colors all you know everything here so this is a safe place to be can i can i just push back on that for a second and i don't think you're wrong and i i think one of the things you said was key a safe area but Speaking, and I'm not going to speak for the whole LGBTQ community. I'm going to speak from my experience, um, and I assume it's probably the same for a lot, same for a lot of people who have been othered. It's always us, though, that have to be patient. Let them accept you in in bits. Let them get to know you. Let them build their yep. tolerance for you. Yep. Let them yep. learn that you're okay in their world. Yep. It's never them that have to earn our acceptance. 
And yep. that's really, that's but, really, I'm not talking about your house specifically. I'm I talking know, about I in totally society. Yep. Like we but have. But at the same time, have you been to, so like I have a Mormon family mm-hmm. and a lot of people judge that, you know? So when we have an event where it's like, oh, your Mormon family's here, can, are, can we drink? Can, am I allowed to cuss? You know, like, I feel like there is a little bit of us that judge other people too, that sure. we have to be like. Okay, but I, I'm not going to take them too. out back and beat them up. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of right. Well, I think it, it becomes like you're saying, Jackie, too. Like we are the ones that have to go into these situations, you know, with kind of like our guard up. Like, oh my well, God. People have to be warned about us. Right. Like I'm going to have a lesbian at my party. I hope that's okay. You know, like, okay. I'm not an older lady. Is that okay? Well, well, is it okay if I bring my wife or I bring my husband or whatever? Like, no. Like, I'm talking about society, not specifically your oh, yeah. house. No, days. not. Yeah, right. no. Society. But I'm just society. saying like, I've, I've done that too, where I've been like, hey, I'm bringing my Mormon cousin. I'm warning you ahead of time. Just so y'all know, she's not mm-hmm. going to drink. She's not going to cuss, but don't worry. She's really fun. And she won't judge you for white you know you mm-hmm. do or say so like i feel like we do it for other groups too stace yeah. i see what you're saying but that's completely different <laughs> like it, it is and it's not like they yeah, have a thread I mean, of of being well, the same i don't but, know i've i've had to no deal one... with a lot of fucking bullshit from being in arkansas like it's i'm sure oh, for sure it, 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 it's our is that, like, others you know so like i get lack of persecution like Mormon, I mean, Mormonism is just another subset of Christianity, which has never been like it's never been persecuted in the United States. And so I just remember that like one time, Jackie, one time you said to me, and it's like really stuck with me that you were like in an Uber, like try like I think in Pennsylvania sometime like coming home and the the um the Uber driver said something about, oh, blah, 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 your husband. And you said something about constantly having to come out. And I was like, oh, shit. I never even. Yeah. I yeah. thought just when you're out, you're out. And, you're, no. you know, I, never- I, I, I did do it today. Me and Kennedy are yeah. riding a bond. And I could tell the couple it was a big bond. And I could tell the couple that we were with was really far right. And Kennedy's, they love Kennedy. And they're doing all of our paperwork and everything. I said, well, yeah, it's my coworker. Cause I knew if I said it was my wife, they would have been like, yeah, we're not okay yeah. with that. Like Gail right, comes you're, out you're at work all the time having to yeah. come out. Right. That, that's the yeah. perfect way to put it. Yeah. You're it really is. To say, this is my wife. And you know, people are, Oh, Oh, so is this, so is this your coworker? Is this your sister? No, it's my wife. Oh, Oh. Well, oh, you right. have to choose it like, in a way that other people what don't. What the fuck does it matter? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it, sometimes and I don't mean it like you don't say I'm not it. saying like, oh, it's comparable to like being you Mormon. don't say it because exactly. I don't say it. And then Kenny will be like, you called me your coworker or whatever. And I'm like, well, yeah, babe, like <laughs> you are. I didn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great coworker. You're my favorite coworker. <laughs> you know? I have sex with my favorite coworker. <laughs> <laughs> He's great I'm in not bed. Terrible <laughs> as far as the next situation or as far as people dying over it. I'm just saying it's comparable in what I was talking about with bridging the gap and having no, these situations where we all need to get together and have conversations where if you have a dinner party, invite the Republican and invite the gay couple, because yeah, like, this is how yeah, we're, we're going to, we do it at my house. I know. This is how we're going to 
correct people that are hateful that are scared because they don't know. It's fear of the unknown. Yeah. This person that lives next door to me may have never met a gay couple before. A gay person, period. Because yeah. we live in such a small, sheltered little town. So if they come over to dinner and we have, you know, people here, Lex, my daughter is here, whatever, and they get to know them and they're like, oh, okay. I wouldn't even you know, say it's fear of the unknown so much as so much as it's fear of what they've been taught. They've been taught for sure. gay people, right? So like they've been taught that, it. it's, you know, it's we're the devil. It's a way that we can help to fix it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. I, I hear you. A, I have a lot to say because I live it literally every single I know. day. So I, and I, I, yeah. I don't know that I want it on recording what I have to say, but it, I have a lot to say. Like, I fully believe that if I did what I do now with the company that I with, and I was a straight, straight white female with a husband that even just a husband, they wouldn't have to like him. I would be more respected than I am because I have a wife. And I am looked at differently. I'm There's sure. also, I, I have I would, to do twice, twice to three times the work. One, because I'm a female. Times that by 10, because I'm gay. Like I do so much extra shit because I feel like I have to prove myself. My coworker, who's a blonde haired, blue eyed male who has a wife, who doesn't have to do a fucking thing because he he fits into their they want to take him to the cigar bars and you know go out to drinks and you know do all the things with him they they, they don't want a gay girl there with their wife or to do that stuff with like it's 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 harder than people think i'm not saying that people get uh picked on the same way as like you know african-american people or anything it's it, it's not the same but it kind of in it kind of is because like selena's dad says in the movie we have to be more mexican than the mexicans we have to be more american than the yeah, americans to be like mexican you, american and live in america yeah <laughs> like you, you do get viewed differently and it is you could be 10 times the worker 20 times the worker and do this and that but you don't you know, I I don't get invited to to the float trips. I don't get invited. I I did when I worked for the sheriff's office. I don't anymore. But you know who does get invited? All of the straight white guys with all of their wives. Well, there's there's a nobody lot nobody of- else gets invited. I think there's also a lot of microaggressions that you don't always see, states that we pick up on. Um, and by microaggressions, I mean subtle comments like who's the man in the relationship mm-hmm. or um which one of you is the real mom yeah or um you know things even from my own father like you would be yeah, with I, a guy you just need to find the right dick yeah. in your life uh, oh god that one you haven't so been gross. fucked the right way yeah. Um, oh right yeah i horrible, mean horrible you. comments I, I respect you and i like you personally but i just don't agree with the way you live your life right that was like gross. there's a lot yeah. of microaggressions that, that too yes, that violent by nature and i'm not scared of these people by any means i don't mm-hmm. mean to insinuate i've never that. met a gay person before but you're pretty fucking cool but like, like at the same time you sit there what? and you think 
Hmm. Do you want to go over all the sexual positions you do with your wife so I can judge you? So, so like, have you ever so given you your wife an your orgasm? Girlfriend? Do you want to get into that? Like, are you, you that girlfriend? How does you, that work? Could you imagine you're fucking your wife? I promise. Could you imagine if you walked into <laughs> a, a mixed party where everyone gets along and you asked a guy, is this your real kid or did your wife get pregnant some other way? Right. Like it, people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And rightfully so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're like making me anxious that. just like, saying it. I'm like, yeah, wait, but that's that's it. the kind of stuff that like or when they enter when some people introduce Did your wife get pregnant with somebody else's oh, oh when someone introduces you and they're like, enough. Oh, yeah. this is my friend, they're gay. Cool. That's the best thing about me. I mean, it is, but whatever. So there's some microaggressions that go into it that aren't necessarily dangerous, fearful, like, but that it's, it's constant. Yeah. Like literally. Your wife's not gay. She just likes you. Well, oh, here's the thing. Well, okay. I'll, I'll fucking take it. Being gay yeah. is probably the least interesting thing about me. I promise you it's very boring. We have a very normal life. Like yeah. we do all of the same dumb shit that other married couples do, but it seems to be the first thing that people who aren't, I'm, who I'm not super close with, like that seems to be a precursor when I'm introduced places as like either a, a warning of like, don't say anything shitty. Cause I know you will. And then that immediately puts me on the, like, what the fuck? fuck's wrong with this person that you have to warn them to watch or what they're going to say. That guy's a right. fucking faggot. Sorry, Dwyer. I didn't mean any offense. <laughs> I didn't take any offense to it. Yeah, he he is a fucking idiot. Like, I mean, there's I, just, there's some microaggressions that go along with it that I think, and listen, I'm not the type of person, that, that kind of shit doesn't upset me. It just doesn't. But I'm 42 years old and I'm secure with who I am and my life. And like, I have good friends and I'm happily married. So that kind of shit doesn't bother me. But I could see if a, a young person who maybe didn't live in California, who- Baby gays baby gays who are just coming out in the world who don't have accepting parents and stuff. That shit is a constant reminder of I'm different. Yep. I'm not the same as you. And even if you're nice to me, even if you quote unquote, accept me, you'll never look at me as an equal ever. I will always be the gay friends, the other friends. Oh, that's her and her mm -hmm. wife. Like, uh, they're fine. They're funny. They're nice. But you know, they're like, we're not inviting them to our house kind of You're thing. You're not getting invited to the Christmas party. I promise you that. So there's yeah. just, there's a lot of undercurrent to it. That's not always in this. I am not saying that I disagree with you. I, I, I don't disagree with you that we need more exposure to people who don't think like that. I personally think the way we make things shiny is by rubbing up against things that are uncomfortable. I agree with you. So I'm, I'm saying I, I do what I don't think well-meaning straight people realize is their shitty comments cut in ways that they don't realize that they do. And imagine if they were questioned constantly about who they're fucking. Right. Like, and I told Kai airs on you. We've had this conversation a bunch about, about the situations because I'm always scared. I'm always scared when we invite different Don't worry, girl, people. I can take care of myself. I'll pop off at someone. You know? <laughs> I know, but you know why it scares me is because it's at the people that I love's expense. Because yes, I'm inviting the Republican. I'm going to call them Republicans. I'm sorry for Republicans out there. That's what I'm going to call them. Honey, no Republicans listen to us. That's fine. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> They're all right. 
I'm inviting the Republicans over to get exposure of gay people, and it's at the gay people's expense. Well, here's what's frustrating. Because they about could it. say something. They could have microaggressions. They could, you know what I mean? So it, that sucks, and it always scares me. But look at it this way, too. I hear you. And in order for them to expand their empathy, someone has to be literally shoved in their face and shown, see, you'll like them. They're just like you like that. There's so much information out there that it, it would be easy to fucking find a gay person and talk to them and befriend them and like get to know them, but they won't do it unless it's literally shoved in their faces. Yep. And they've probably had thousands of encounters with queer people and never known it. Yep. I don't know. It's we're getting we we went way off of next. Yeah, we did. I apologize. None of us have ever experienced. <laughs> none of us not, sitting here have ever experienced not really. anything it's, to the it's, point it's, next it's experience. It's all kind no. of the same thing, though. What what people have to deal with. Like, yeah. yes, we kind of went a far left with there, but it's all kind of the same thing. Far left. <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, it's, it's all frustrating it's all sad and it's all hard to deal with and i i think all i can speak for all of us to say our heart breaks for nexus family and it was a shining star put out way too soon way too well where's soon. where's the outrage for next that goes along with the embryos in alabama that we're about to talk about where's the fucking outrage from the right that a full grown human being that had their own thoughts and own dreams and own aspirations was snuffed out when you get when y'all are worried about some fucking embryos in a pizza. Doesn't even have a body. Doesn't even have a body. So that's a good segue. Moving on to Alabama and the embryo case. What a shit show. All right. Tell, so tell me what's going on with recap. that. Recap. Here's what happened in Alabama. A petri dish full of, so for those that aren't aware of how it works, if you're going to do fertilization treatment and especially this kind, there's IUI and there's IVF. In vitro fertilization is where they remove the eggs uh, from a, a uterus and they impregnate them with sperm. So, because they're more stable that way, they, they're able to live longer and they can test them once they're once they're inseminated for diseases, genetic conditions, like whatever. So they can test and see which embryos are most viable to implant into the uterus. Okay. So that is what IVF is. IUI, for those that are confused, is when uh, a doctor or anybody takes a syringe of sperm and injects it into a uterus, like in real time. Okay. So IVF, is pulling the two, putting them together in like a lab environment and then implanting them. IUI is doing, the egg is is still in the uterus when you do it. So there's a lot of reasons that people get IVF. One of them is people who have gotten cancer. They remove their their eggs in order to have a better shot of getting pregnant later. Um, Straight couples do it. Gay couples do it. A lot of people do it. People who have struggled with infertility, they'll, they'll remove their eggs and, um, and go through the IVF treatment because it gives them a higher possibility of actually getting pregnant because the sperm, they, they take the most viable embryos and implant them into the uterus. Okay. So if you've struggled with infertility for years, this is a, a more productive way to do it. 
So in Alabama, a Petri dish was left out. A patient picked it up, burned their hand because they're cryogenically frozen, dropped it, and these embryos were were rendered non-viable, okay? It happened, so the Petri dish, the Petri dishes that were knocked over, it, it impacted three different couples. These couples sued because, of course, there's a lot of hope and money in time wrapped up into these embryos that are in a frozen state. And there's a certain amount of responsibility that the fertility clinic needs to take for securing said embryos. Anyway, these embryos were rendered non-viable. It went to the Alabama courts. The court was like, we don't really know how to treat this. It's not a criminal matter because there, no one was actually harmed because these embryos are civil matter. It's a civil yeah. matter because there were damages done financially. There was damages done like mostly financially. So the judge didn't really know how to rule in it because it, it's the, embryos aren't property because they have enough like human like characteristics that they're technically somewhat people, but they're also it, it's they're not. So they're not property that way, but they're not people because they're just embryos. Right. So it was a really difficult case to rule on. So Alabama doesn't have a statute that can dictate that kind of ruling. So it made its way up to the Supreme Court of Alabama. Alabama deemed it that these embryos were in fact people. And this is the fallout of it has been that now University of Alabama is saying we're not doing IVF treatment. So the ruling didn't state that they had to halt IVF, but fertility clinics are now not touching it because if these are actual people, the logistics of that are wild. Like the responsibility for 10,000 children, quote unquote, in a freezer is very different than Petri dishes full of embryos. Yeah, and it turns a storage closet into a daycare. 100%. 100%. Oh my God. Well I just said. wanted to preface that because there's a lot of misinformation <laughs> going around about there. Alabama <laughs> didn't outright ban it. They just deemed these children. What? So now fuck? no hospital wants to touch it because why the fuck would you? Right. And like if you, if something happens and they are then deemed, mm-hmm. that's like liable. Now you're dealing with wrongful death, which is right. millions of dollars. Like, so it's so very different legal logistics. Yeah. So this should have stayed at a level of just the hospital did not protect personal property. Right. 100%. I completely agree with you. Like they should have, for whatever reason, this patient was wandering around. <laughs> right. That's problem number one. Yeah, they need to investigate their their safety protocols. That yeah. should have been first and foremost. And I do believe these couples were entitled to monetary damages. Like, there's a lot of money that's yeah. invested in IVF. Totally. And you have to be yeah. committed. There are yeah. shots you totally. have to take, and uh, you have to undergo like a ton of medical work and and appointments. And like, they should have been compensated for those things. Absolutely. But now the unintended consequences of deeming these embryos children is going to be far reaching. So now we're in a situation where they were trying to protect the rights of kids. And now you're essentially going to halt the ability for people who want children to have children. 
And now what are they going to do with this million something embryo? I don't know if that's the actual number. Don't fucking fact check me. I'm just guesstimating because a lot of people store their eggs. A lot of people. What are they going to do now? If they dispose of them all, is it murder? If they have to go out of state to get them implanted, that's a whole different thing because you're talking about cryogenic transportation. Like there's all of these logistics that have to take place. But the far right and their anti-abortion nonsense has gotten us to here where now we have hundreds of thousands of frozen embryos that now we don't know what to do with. So here we are. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> go this for is it. Why, this is where, let me, let me say one thing and then you can go, Stace. This is, remember when we, we were all so fucking worried about Trump? We were just worried about him. And everybody so, was like, he can't do anything that bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he fucking can. So anyway, Stace, go. Why can't they just say we have these? going on right now what is in our possession but then we are then halting going forward because now that they've been deemed children hospitals won't touch them oh for fuck's sake you need a you need a special doctor but children it's not property it's a it's it's a child it's a life okay so that's that's where i have the problem this is somebody's personal property that's what it is. It's the same thing as if you did a DNA swab of your cheek and you have your DNA oh on this swab God. and this swab is sitting on a counter and somebody walks over and drops it on the floor and runs your swab. But yeah. if they, what but they if decided they admit was that, it's not property, it's a life, it's a but child. But if they That's admit that, then they're admitting that life doesn't begin at conception yes. because right. these embryos are technically conceived. Yep. That so they're in quite a conundrum. Crazy. It's still huh. property. I'm I know sorry, I agree, I agree with you. One thousand percent, I agree with you. That's where it should have stopped. Somebody came in and ruined your property at a hospital, your DNA swab, if you will, at the hospital, and now you're mad at the hospital, and you can say it should have been more protected, and that's where it should have gone in court. Is that somebody ruined somebody else's property in the hospital that should have been more protected? But then, the story, how it. does it <laughs> equate to them saying? Life begins at conception, and that is why we have an abortion ban. All these things are intertwined, and now they—they're literally the dog that caught the fucking car. Yeah, because now they're going to prevent hundreds, thousands of people that want children, want children. They need us to have kids because the economy is going to fucking fail without them, and millennials aren't doing it. Gen Z is even less fucking interested. So now they're preventing all these people that have literally paid thousands and thousands of dollars for this. From having children because now they found themselves in a loop of silly gooseness that yeah yeah, they've deemed them children and now what the fuck are they going to do because any rational mind person at a hospital is like we're not fucking messing with these now if anything goes wrong you've now deemed them a person and you're going to get us on what involuntary manslaughter neglect negligence child abuse no, Neglect. Somebody needs to be in there watching them because they're children now. <laughs> it oh literally just reminds memes. me of like in Legally Blonde where she's like, where she totally is like, and you know, wouldn't every, uh, what does she say? Every statutory uh, mission be considered uh, uh, abandonment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Abandonment. Well, like all the memes that are like, okay, so 
if I stick my kid in the freezer, he'll die. But I, if I freeze embryos, they won't. Why? Because it's not a fucking kid. Like, yeah. what the fuck? God, I fucking, what? Oh, my God. It's definitely a conundrum and an, an interesting case. Yeah. And um, Alabama is like, okay, first of all. Oh, you think it's going to stop at Alabama? It's absolutely No, not. no, no, no. No, I'm saying like, they're like, yeah, yeah, what's going to happen in Alabama? Oh, yeah, Florida. <laughs> fucking bye, Florida. I can't fucking wait to get the fuck She's out moving to the Democratic oasis of uh, Indiana. Indiana. Hey, well, it's Northwest Indiana, so it's like slightly blue. We keep like saying that, but we don't know what the purple. fuck that means. We're from California. It's like <laughs> the Chicagoland area. Okay, well, California. I understand. I'm sorry. Not all Jack of us can afford to live is, there. Is like the promised land. No, I think California has plenty of issues. I wouldn't personally want to live anywhere else because this is where I feel the most safe. California has a plethora of issues that need to be worked out. It is by I, far the promised land. I guarantee you I feel I will feel more safe in Indiana than I do here. That's but it. I won't feel as safe as I did in California. Sure. So it's like a middle middle of the road. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Gail and I look yeah. enough like sisters that we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I was going to fucking say. But at the end of the day, this is all fucked. All of it's fucked. I can't believe. Oh, Alabama. They're going to find that their economy is going to tank. Because so many people are going to leave that state now. Like they're just gonna be like, "Fuck this! I'm out! I'm moving! I'm fucking selling my house! I'm getting they can't the fuck afford out of here!" To. Yeah, some probably can though, because if they can afford to do IVF, I don't know. Like, if you, if anybody that's listening hasn't gone through IVF or knows anybody that has, so Heather McMahon, my favorite comedian, has gone through IVF, and her Netflix special is deals with like goes into that, and like she talks about it. And if anybody kind of wants to know, like. The emotional roller coaster of it without like you know researching it on like youtube or like do they just want like a, a funny comedic spin to it it's very insightful and very funny um but yeah it's it's it sounds like a real fucking nightmare and the fact that these women have gone through all of this and now their embryos are just kind of like sitting there and they're like what the fuck now what the fuck what the f-? it it's insane well, my question is are these fertility clinics now going to be charged with kidnapping? Yeah. Or, and I'm sorry, I ran away for like 60 seconds. So I don't know if this was already addressed, but is the person that dropped them being charged with murder? No. Because if there are children. Voluntary manslaughter. Yep. <laughs> Voluntary egg slaughter. It's wild. Like a burrito or something. Literally. And it's just another reason that like, why are courts weighing in on women's reproductive issues? Like, stay the fuck out of it. Stay out of it. Now Now you've bitten the hand that feeds you. Mm-hmm. You want women to have more kids, especially in Alabama, having more Republicans. Like, mm-hmm. why are you weighing in on these issues that you clearly know nothing about? Clearly. Yeah. Like, if any of them have ever known anyone who's gone through IVF, and you're right. It is, Aaron, the, I know people who have gone through it and the excruciating pain that they talk about, like scraping eggs out from the inside of a, a uterus, I've been told is excruciating and painful and a long process. And then you get like, they scoop out like 12 eggs 
two or three of them end up viable that the doctors deem viable. Now who's going to be double checking their work? Who deems what's viable? Like the list of repercussions that this is going to open up is astounding. Like is, is the Congress going to come down with a list of here's what we think is viable. Who decides that? Right. And if, yeah. if it, or are they going to have to not this every, fucking child, every embryo to fruition because it's technically alive. I don't blame the hospitals for being like, Nah, I'm out. Like, if we're deeming yeah. all these children, like, I'm not fucking doing any of that. Like, nope. how many? I haven't gone through child development. I'm not qualified. <laughs> they're they're talking about these instances of like viability in in eggs uh, uh, that have been impregnated. Our bodies do that all the time. Our bodies decide if if a like inseminated egg is viable, and if it's not, it rejects it. Like. But now we're getting to a point where a legal institute is going to think they know better than the fucking female human body. And they're saying what may come next is that you can only do one at a time, which means so IVF can cost upwards of thirty thousand dollars, thirty grand. Okay, so that means let's say you get an egg, it gets inseminated and they tell you "Eh, there's a lot of, you know. There's a lot of mutations on it. It could be incompatible with life. The embryo could not implant. It could be the it could grow into a, a fetus that doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have any of these things, and it's it's going to die as soon as it's born. So your options are impregnate or throw out thirty grand because we can only do one at a time. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Like it's so it's so crazy the amount of control they want to have over women and their reproductive rights. It's bonkers to me. Yeah. Absolutely fucking bonkers. So here's the road we're going down though, because yeah. We're in fucking the handmaid's tale, apparently. And for all of those men who are out there who were blowing us off when Dobbs got overturned saying it's not going to be that bad. They're not coming after birth control. They're not coming after reproductive health. They're not coming after any of those things. What do you have to say now? Calling us hysterical, calling us overreacting. We told you they weren't going to stop with Dobbs. We told you. And here we are. It's been what, two years? Yeah. Two years, three years. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we fucking are. I hope to God none of your wives or daughters ever have to go through any of this for their sake. I don't give a shit about you. I was going to say for them, I hope they do, but for them, I hope they don't. Yeah. All right. Stace, let's do your pop culture. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I have to say, I'm, I'm going to talk about gypsy Rose. I have to say my drink is so strong that my dog came over and sniffed it and now he won't stop humping his stuffed animal to the point where he dry heaves. So <laughs> if- sounds like a great drink, man. That's so much in one sentence. <laughs> I kind of wish I had that drink. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna so lie. Yeah, wait, what this. was it again? Please right? jump in to correct me and if I mispronounce it, just jump in and correct me because this drink is Real fucking strong. Wait, what was it again? What? Me drinking the Gatorade oh. and Tito's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I want yeah. standby. Gatorade <laughs> and Tito's. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's my go-to because you don't 
get hung over. Yeah. You're staying hydrated. You've been right? telling me That's since I was That's a hard. young kid that you have all these don't get hung over remedies. I still get hung over. This no, I'm always hung over. And this is eat this a banana, working. drink a vitamin water. I, I I'm still hung over. That is not me telling you that that's Jack. <laughs> Stacy's got the worst hangovers of anyone I know. Yeah. Yeah. This is the She'll first stay in bed for two days. Yeah. You'll just be gone. You're work. just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. I sleep, come out. You need sleep and water. That's, that's, what's going to cure a hangover. You know, but anyway, so quick, if I, if I mess up on what I'm talking about, but we're going to talk about Gypsy Rose. And I said like four podcasts ago that my 16 year old was going to come talk about it. She decided it was too much anxiety to be on here. So I'm taking over for her. So uh-huh. hopefully you guys have all heard of what's going on with Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So she she's not was- far from me. Anderson slash not Anderson anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So quick rundown timeline is that she was born in 1991 to her parents, a 17-year-old boy and a 24-year-old woman. She, the guy left right away. After she was born, he bounced. He divorced the mom and he bounced. He was reachable, but he was not in her life. So I think that's very important to remember. When she was three, four months old, her mom decided that she had Uh, sleep apnea and so that is where the Munchausen's by proxy started was three or four months old it only like took a landslide from there and it was everything you could imagine her mom was convinced that she had and was convincing other people that she had so in 2005 I believe it was was Hurricane Katrina their house was hit and everything was gone and she claims she lost all of Gypsy Rose's medical records so she was then able to doctor shop after that and and claim these medical conditions that gypsy had without record so she said she had leukemia she said she had um muscular dystrophy she said she had problems with her hearing and her vision she had problems with her lymph nodes she had anything you can imagine this little girl had it and she was able to convince doctors that she was already diagnosed with these things because the medical records were gone in Katrina. So around this time, a few years later, um, Habitat for Humanity came in and built them a home. And that made them go viral, as you would say, where the media picked it up and it spread. So then they were given, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, They were they got to meet celebrities. They got to go to Disney world. They got to do all these things and it really like took off and everybody knew of them. So she was basically keeping gypsy medicated and sick. Although there was absolutely nothing wrong with her. She kept her in a wheelchair. She shaved her head. She actually found a dentist to pull her teeth. She had her salivary glands removed, which what the hell she was able to doctor shop and find all these people that would do these things. And there were actually two doctors that ever tried to like contest, like there's nothing actually wrong with her. We can't find anything wrong with her, but they never felt they had enough information to take it to courts and say like, this lady is abusing her daughter. So when gypsy was, I believe 19, 
she was lied to by her mom about how old she was. So that was one of the records that was supposedly lost in Hurricane Katrina was her birth certificate. So her mom made a, a false birth certificate to make her younger than she actually was. So I believe she was about 19 when she met the first guy that she wanted to date. They met at Comic-Con. She ran away from home to be with him. Actually, that was when she found out how old she was. She mm -hmm. found some papers at her house that said that she was over 18 she was actually 19. She actually so she, had medical autonomy. Right. So she said, oh, my gosh, I can do this. She ran away to be with a guy. Her mom caught her and brought her back, talked her into coming home. And that's when the, like, real bad physical abuse started. Her mom chained her up. She starved her. She beat her. She wouldn't let her leave her bed because she was handcuffed to the bed. That was when the real bad physical abuse started. Um. She told Gypsy Rose that she was, that it was a typo and that she was actually under 18 and Gypsy kind of, kind of believed her. So then she is able to acquire a laptop where she got online and she created a dating profile. She meets Nick, go to John and they start dating. They're dating for a long time and they decide that he is going to happened to meet her at a movie theater and that's the way that they're going to introduce Nick to the mother and they're she's hoping that they will get along and that she will be allowed to date him doesn't go as planned mom hates him more abuse for her doing that yada yada so they secretly date for I think it's like a year and a half they start off very PG and it quickly gets very x-rated Nick is very into SM type stuff. He's into uh, fantasy worlds. He has an alter ego where he's like a vampire. And he um, <laughs> his alter ego is Victor. And Victor comes out and is very protective. And she has to role play with him. When Victor comes out, she has to be, oh, I don't know what's going on. You know, very like damsel in distress. Yeah. What yeah. is happening? So, <laughs> I know. I'm getting there. So, <laughs> so Victor takes over a lot and she has to play along. Um, and she thinks it's kind of strange. He even once told her, if we have a daughter, I get to take her virginity when she turns 14. This freaks her out. She briefly, briefly breaks up with Nick. They get back together. So then she starts talking about wanting to run away and be with him. And they devise a plan where he is going to come kill her mom. Um, and Holy shit. I did not know that 14-year-old thing. Yeah, <laughs> gross, right? Um, so he comes. He stays in a hotel. So, so wait. So, he, so he was saying that about his own daughter? Right. He says, he says, you need to agree that if we have a daughter... Victor gets to come into the play and he gets to take her virginity at 14. So they break up for like a month because Gypsy's not okay with this. Oh my God. Right. Super gross. For some reason, they get back together. I didn't know Gypsy that. says I think she, she, just, never... she didn't have anybody else. I think she, I mean, I don't want to presume what she thought, but her only two people in her life were this guy and her mom who was abusing her. Right. And she says she wasn't really okay with the S&M stuff, but it was her first intro into sex. So she thought it was kind of normal right. that this is what sex meant, that the guy right. was very, right. you know, dominant and whatever. Right. So anyway, so he's staying in the hotel and the plan is that Gypsy will call him when Dee Dee goes to bed. So Dee Dee goes to sleep. She calls Nick. Nick comes over. 
he comes inside. She kind of freaks out. She locks herself in the bathroom. Nick goes into the mom's room, stabs her 17 times, and then tells her the plan is, and they had devised this plan before. If I get to kill her, I get to rape her as well. The mom. And so (laughs) in the end, she, Gypsy says, you know what? I'm not okay with it. And he says, fine. Then the deal is, if I don't get to rape your mom after I kill her, I get to rape you. So she says, okay, fine. So she's locked in the bathroom. He stabs the mom 17 times, comes and tell her, tells her the deed is done. He then takes her into her bedroom and rapes her against her will. So then everything is done. They leave together. They go. And she can walk. All this time she's been held in a wheelchair by her mom, but she can walk. So they go to the hotel. They leave her wheelchair behind. Um, They're staying in the hotel. She's so distraught. She drugs herself constantly with a lot of the pain pills that her mom had been giving her. So she stays drugged for a lot of the next few days. They end up back in his home. He lives with his parents. They end up back in their home. And she decides, this is not what I expected. I wanted a man to take me away from my situation. And now here I am sleeping in the attic. With this boy that has WrestleMania sheets on his bed. What the hell? This is not a man taking me away. I now live with his parents and this sucks. She also feels guilt about her mom being dead in the bed and nobody finding her. So she decides after, I think it's like four or five days, she posts on their shared Facebook account, the bitch is dead. So the neighbor... Someone will see this and go... And go find the body and put her to rest because she's feeling real guilty that her mom's dead in this house for four or five days. So then, well, yeah. of course, her friends and family see that. They call the cops. The cops show up. They think they see her wheelchair there and they think she, the mom has been murdered and Gypsy has been kidnapped. So they run the IP address of the Facebook post. They find Gypsy at Nick Gudijan's house. They bust in SWAT team style and they take them away. Gypsy denies everything. Nick opens his mouth. Nick admits to everything. He's like, yeah, we planned it. I killed her. This is what happened. Blah, blah, blah. So Gypsy then gets eight, 10 years in prison. Nick goes to jail for life. She got out in eight years for good behavior. And Nick is still in prison. And she said, there are tons of interviews you can watch on, on TV right now. Tons of documentaries and all this stuff. Well, because she's out now. Yeah. She says she regrets it. She Mm -hmm. would have never done it. She doesn't. She says basically she told adult problems to somebody with a child mind and she wishes she had gone to adults with her problem. Now, I want to remind you before we talk about who's guilty and who's not. Nick at the time was 26 years old Mm -hmm. when he killed Dee Dee Blanchard and was living with his family. And Gypsy Rose was 23. Thought she was 18. Yeah, but also 18 with the mentality of maybe a 12-year-old. Right, because she hasn't gone to school. She hasn't dated. She hasn't had a normal life. She has been she had her head shaved and with her removed mom. and her salivary glands removed. And like, what is this even? Air. Right. So like, very welcome much to the cell, Aaron. Welcome to the cell. Infantilized, like, like infantilized so much. Yeah. So while she was in jail, she had a pen pal for a year and a half and he came to visit the jail and they got married. So she not only is now out and free, she is out and free with a husband 
who seems a little off. Okay, but update, she has since in the last like couple of, oh no, <clears throat> the last couple of days, removed his last name from her name and deleted all of the pictures of him off social media. So uh -oh. now there's a rumor that they are no longer together. There is trouble in paradise. I like to view myself as like a pretty dialed in person. And then <laughs> there's stuff like this that happens where I feel like I don't live on the same plane of existence as others in this country. And I don't even just mean like political beliefs. I mean like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, right. And you didn't make any of it up. <laughs> no, that is, that is all. If, if Karen and I had written that and turned <laughs> it to our editor, she would tell us, no, no one would believe this. Mm -mm. You have to rework this or you're going to pull the reader out of the scene because they're going to be trying to prove you wrong. Yeah. And there are little the details. The plane of reality is gone. That I haven't even thrown in. Like the fact that when she. And we've written a time theater, travel book. <laughs> when she went to the movie theater to meet Nick and for Nick to meet the mom, they snuck away from it. She went to the bathroom by herself. He snuck in and she lost her virginity to him on the bathroom floor dressed as Cinderella because Cinderella. that was what they were watching. In a Cinderella costume. Cinderella costume with a blonde That's how infantilized she was it's that disgusting. she's like an adult and her mom is bringing her dressed as Cinderella to go see the Cinderella movie. Right. What is wrong with people? So who I, do you blame? Do I you blame Nick? Do you blame Gypsy or do you blame Dee Dee? I think everyone. I don't blame Gypsy. Stacey's right. It's everyone. I think everyone is guilty. What happened to this young woman is inexcusable. Yeah. Uh, absolutely horrific. Like, who knows? It's awful. Everyone has taken advantage of her. And she clearly has some manip manipulation capabilities herself, which, of course, she does. Of course, she was raised in it, right? To find like, a way out. And yeah, I, of, of course. That's a survival instinct that kicks in. Like, her lizard brain took over. Nick, though, she found the most susceptible person, instead of steering her in a, a healthy direction, bought into it, fed the fucking beast, and here we are. Like, it's just. What the fuck? Well, here's what's that? I obviously think like Nick. It he seemed real quick to accept that proposal and like I will one hundred percent kill your mother. You know, yeah. right? Like there was no hesitation. I, regardless, but he but he but he has issues too, though. Totally, it's but what not I, just right. I think he has issues too. Right, but regardless of ever meeting Gypsy, I think he would have killed somebody. And right, I think they said he had like killed small animals or yeah, something. Like yeah, sure. like, that he was headed that direction. There was an eventuality there. Not surprising. I do think that Gypsy has culpability in this as a way of trying, and, and not that it's not unjustified, but she also went to jail and she did her time. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. She admits that she planned the murder. That it was yeah. her idea and that she planned it. He was just the one that she gave the task to. I mean, there could be like a threat of like, she fucking knew what she was doing and she fucking got her claws into this guy and was like, ah, 
This motherfucker totally, is going to kill my mom for me. Survival after enduring a right. life. Well, one hundred percent. No, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm not saying that her yeah. killing her mom. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Right, like fuck, yeah. kill your mom. <laughs> but like, also, I mean, when you think of the torture she put her through, the like, I mean, the unnecessary medical procedures, the having her teeth removed, her salivary glands, shaving her head, like, is this I, that show? Like, do you remember the show that was like on one of the streaming services? There's like, I can't remember who played the played her, but that's okay. her, right? That was about yeah. her, right? It's, called okay. the act. it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Patricia Arquette as Dee Dee, and I can't remember. No, we can't. The yeah, depths of can't. human depravity is just like, it, it, it's mind blowing sometimes. You think I write good serial killers, Aaron? I could have never written this. Never. Never. And also, because it's, you had to like, you have to bend reality to fucking believe it. Again, we wrote a time travel book. I know, and I, I believe just... that more than I believe this. I'm I, like, I pretty much think tri- time travel is possible right now. Like, I'm pretty in it. I'm in it. But this- I feel like what blows my mind the most is that Dee Dee was able to find doctors for 20 years, 20 plus years that went along with what she said. Oh, right. Yeah. I can't like, find a doctor to believe my knee issue isn't because I'm I'm heavy. <laughs> right. I have been to doctors with kidney stones like, and diverticulitis and I will I'm not offered pain meds ever because of the opioid crisis. And yet this girl was able to have her salivary glands removed with no proof of a medical condition? What wild. the hell? Yeah, it's wild. Have all her teeth removed, have like multiple surgeries. This done is on this is right here. This is the problem. Well, one of them. The medical profession or the fucking in this country what the fuck i'm not saying that there aren't fantastic doctors in this country there are there are fantastic nurses and everything like but my god the amount of i mean even what is what do they say like the even the person with the lowest gpa still graduated with a doctor you know he's get degrees yeah like some of your doctors got c's He's he's there because no. he's making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh, they're making more than that, honey. Well, not that. It's not saying of like, what do they call the guy that graduates last in med school? Doctor. Yeah, yeah, that's what, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's I exactly I think I mean. this is one of those unique circumstances that like, I I feel for this poor woman. Like Gypsy was did not get a fair shake. This she was done dirty and. But this is such a what the fuck story. Like, I feel terrible for her. And I think she's culpable, like 100%. But has she paid her time to society? Like, how do you, looking at zooming out, instead of just being like, who's at fault here? How would you even hold someone accountable with the equity that they deserve based on everything that they endured in their lifetime. Like if you were to break someone out of a, a POW camp and they went on a rampage and murdered 15 of their captors, do you, is that just delayed self-defense? Right. You know, like I, I just, I don't know. I don't often feel like killing is just, but I feel like in this case, what, what other option would she have she didn't believe that if she went to adults because she didn't trust adults because right, the doctor and yep. her parents failed her so much that she felt like if she went to a cop and said i'm 
being held sick that they wouldn't believe her because she was deemed at, I don't remember what age she was deemed like medically incapable of making her own decisions. So her mom was placed as the person over her body. Yeah. So wild. Yeah. And she says in the interviews that just came out when she, like the day she was released from prison, these interviews came out and she said, um, that she felt more free in jail than she did at home because she was able to not have her feeding tube, not be in a wheelchair, not have her head shaved and not have her mom there telling her what to eat, do. And, and people will still day. claim that there's a God, but they let this poor girl, cause she was a girl at one point yeah. suffer through this abomination her whole life. Yeah. And then she's the one that serves jail time for finally ending it. Like I, I don't know. I feel bad for her and I, the broken pieces in her, I don't know if they'll ever, if they are repairable, no amount of therapy fixes that, you know? Yep. She's going to have PTSD forever for the rest of her life. Oh, You think you have anxiety? Shit. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. Shit. I kind of think her PTSD (laughs) will be even worse now that she's out. Yeah. Like I'd question everything and be like, you sure I got to take this? Mm-hmm. How would you mean? trust anyone ever again? Like ever. the bond between a, a child and a parent is so significant in their understanding of how the world works and like just basic survival instinct and who they can trust and who they can't. Like you learn all of your trust and instincts and, and risk assessment from your parents. <laughs> like to have that shattered, to not to not be able to trust the one person that you're supposed to be able to trust. How does one navigate, and not just shed, I know there's a lot of shitty parents out there. I'm not saying there's not. I know a lot of people have endured a lot at the hands of their parents, but this is a betrayal that is so egregious. Like, I I, I don't don't have words. Mm -hmm. I also question the mentality of the man that chose to write to her and marry her. Same type of person that marries Scott Peterson. Yeah. Right knowing all the issues that she has because of the way she was brought up. It's about money and publicity. Right. There's no way she is coming out of this. And I've watched all that because it it happened in my area. You know, a lot of famous people down there. A lot of of shit happens in your area. (laughs) We got a lot of dirt bags in this area. I think that, uh, not that, (laughs) not that she is but i think that you have predators i mean what is you you have somebody coming out of prison who literally has and has been in prison what was she in prison for five years six years eight Eight years not a lot not a super long time for a murder charge first of all and she's but it wouldn't out. have even been murder because guarantee she's getting longer than those girls who killed next Scott. Maybe you should let her come out with drop. some type of uh counseling or you know rehabilitation, you know, <laughs> getting her back into the real world New York and how the real world actually works before you you married her while she was in prison. That's a money thing and a predator thing. So she's still, Gypsy is still getting preyed on and she still yep. fell for it. We 
protect in my opinion rescue dogs Great. more than we protect people you have to go through a whole approval process before you take a rescue dog into your house you have to prove you're capable that you're informed on training that you yeah. have the right type of house for it you have to prove that you're yeah. going to and you should i'm not saying they should you just see everything really to do dogs away you see everything but we take to do? more precautions giving dummy foster dogs to people than we do human beings who have been harmed in their life right wild we spend more money on rehabilitating animals that didn't have a good upbringing than we do with criminals coming out of the system well yeah. they kind of deserve it more because they're perfect i'm yeah. i'm just saying where <laughs> where is the same outrage for the embryos agreed i fucking agree with you and we've come full circle see how we did that <laughs> yeah don't ever tell us we're not professionals here. You know, right? Like we worked that out. We rehearsed. Rocket experts. We rehearsed. Don't worry about it. We had notes. <laughs> uh, Joel, you got a space corner for us? We're going yes. real long on time here. <clears throat> I'll make it really quick. Back when we get to obsessed with, I'll make it really quick. They realized that the uh, strep throat virus can survive on the moon. Hello. That's important it information. I'm glad we're putting money in there. It was a bacteria, which they realized was the strep throat virus, was found on a lens that survived on the moon. It went dormant, but they brought it back to Earth, and it survived oh, on the moon. Yeah. Good, good, good. Which right. I think is... But, I mean, it's life, kind of. No, what the, the fuck, fuck else? Out of here. <laughs> what the fuck strep else could survive up there? Probably me. Yep. <laughs> Just Julie up there walking spot. around. Not yep. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we 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 know. That. I couldn't either. <laughs> yeah, we fucking nuts the entire time. You couldn't even make the flight, boo. No, I wouldn't even. <laughs> I wouldn't make the flight to the flight. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> make the trip to the trip. So you barely make the car ride to the flight. <laughs> yeah, no, we know. But the strep throat virus survived on the moon. That I think that is kind of huge. The uh, bacteria. It, it is. Thank you. It is huge. That's so a virus. Well, it, thank you. It went and then they brought it back to Earth and realized <laughs> it survived on one of their lenses. It essentially life survived on the moon. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask like a really existential question here. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit tipsy. So as like we're literally wrecking the planet and permafrost yeah. is melting and we have diseases showing up from millennia ago isn't it kind of wild that literal viruses from millions of years ago are now being exposed to the natural elements and are coming back to life much as the strep throat virus survived on the moon and we can't even like sustain flus like we have people dying of flus, but these viruses are lasting in permafrost and space and in a vacuum. So are we the weakest virus on the planet? You are the weakest. weakest because we are a virus. We're destroying the planet. We're eating it whole. 100%. Yes. But there's yeah. any bacteria. Look at how weak. Yeah. yeah hello, look, at, look at how COVID fucking took like us out. We're not the top of the food chain. Yeah, like this one little fucking bacteria that's coming out of the permafrost could end all of humanity. Yep, yeah. we're the weakest, dumbest virus on yeah, the planet, and I think we yep. might deserve it. Like I don't, yeah. know. and we don't fucking evolve; we devolve. 
We're just like, <laughs> we were like, yeah, yeah, we're doing great. We're fucking loving people and the LGBTQ and women's rights. And now we're like, nah, none of that. That's a good question. We're all just a bunch of organisms. We're, yeah. we're just big old bugs. <laughs> big old bug. Was that the I end mean, of your kind space of. Where's big bugs? Was that the end of your space quarter? Yep, that's it. That's all. All the big old bugs. It's just big old bugs. <laughs> Where's big old bugs? That's terrifying, though. That strep throat could survive in space, right? Like all yeah. we're gonna do is ruin the moon. All we're gonna do is ruin Mars. All we're gonna do is ruin wherever we go. Just so we're not gonna be wherever. alive for it. Don't worry. It's like Wally. We're gonna be really? up somewhere. Yes. We're gonna be up somewhere in you know. Soul space, uh, drinking wine and partying with our. Did buddies. you say soul space? Like, yeah, soul is that space. heaven? Heaven. Like my <laughs> with sky daddy. With sky daddy. <laughs> All right, uh, Stace. What are you obsessed with? Um, my dog ate something. I have no idea what. He poisoned himself. <laughs> oh and no! It was fucking terrifying. <gasps> he. Uh, I have no idea. I didn't find any open pill bottles. I can't find he's not a grass eater. There's nothing in my yard. There's was nothing in the trash. Like I have no idea. He poisoned himself a few nights ago and it was so scary. He was rolling his head around, like touching the top of his head to his spine and wouldn't stop. His pupils were huge and he was hallucinating and seeing shit. You got a mushroom in there with all the fungi growing right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe like a, like yeah, it was yeah, like a fucking he, he was on shrooms. He got into like I saw shrooms. it no, no bullshit. I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> this family, they live out in the country. Their dog came in and was acting bonkers. They took him to the vet. They did all the tests. Everything okay. was fine from him. Like yada yada yada. They went out and they found like they were like starting to clean up their yard after like it's spring here, guys. I don't know if everyone knows that, but and they found all these mushrooms with all these wild spots. They used one of those apps to like take a picture and see what it was. And it was a hallucinogenic mushroom that was growing under rocks. That's all. Awesome. Dude. Was the dog Dude. okay? Wow. Okay, yeah, but it also might have been, might have so, been poison because when I, like my parents had a dog that was like one or two and somebody, we had somebody in the neighborhood who was throwing like rat poison and things over people's fences and he died. And it oh. was like a pretty similar sound. I like my story better, Stacey. Thank you. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, okay, Debbie Downer. Like, I, I can't I have kids. <laughs> I genuinely think it was something indoors. And I don't have any poisons now. I don't have rat poison in my house. I don't have any pest control type stuff. So I, I really think it was something inside because of the way it came on and how he had only been outside for like 10 minutes during the day and whatever. So, um. I immediately gave him activated charcoal and I just want to say I googled it afterwards because it was my first thought was either number one is you can dump um peroxide down their throat um, throw up to make them throw up but I yes. thought if it's already in his system it's already in his bloodstream I'm gonna do activated charcoal I don't know why but that was my first thought so I did that I have the capsules it's in a green bottle from um, Amazon it's like the you know the green bottles that you can get at the grocery store of vitamins i don't know yeah, what it's like called nature herba or something. Like nature's yeah. nature's valley or something yeah or... yeah um 
I dumped it onto a piece of flat American cheese, rolled it up and gave it to him. And afterwards he started coming down. He started acting right. And I Googled it and activated charcoal absorbs 80% of toxins in dogs. 80% of a toxin. That's why I shove it down their throats so they eat grapes. So I just want to tell everybody that has a dog, please keep this in your house. Yeah, because totally. I genuinely think I probably saved his life. He oh, was my god, oh, my god, yeah. man! That's everybody crazy. order. It's like eleven dollars. Look at me! I'm getting Could on Amazon imagine? right now. It's like eleven bucks for like a hundred pills. Have it in yeah, your I do because we have a lab, so heats. I've everything. done a lot of shrooms and it a lot of acid. Fire. I couldn't it's... imagine that being the way to go out. That would be horrible. That nature's right. bounty. Yeah, whatever. yeah, that's what it is. That's yeah. the bottle I have. Got it. Before you order that, look at the gram dosage because you have tiny dogs. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't so need my the dog 100 is, milligrams. My dog whatever. is 45 yeah. pounds. Okay. I had to Google it, break open the capsule and divide the capsule. So it's a, a capsule that you can break apart like a gel okay. capsule. Not gel. Um, You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I know what you yeah. People jumped yeah. the powder out, divided the powder into four, gave him a fourth of the dose. So definitely do not just shove the pill down okay. your dog's throat. Like look up the okay. pound to the grams because it's so many grams per weight. My dog's 45 pounds. He needed a quarter of the pill. So okay. I dumped the powder on my counter and just scooped it up with the cheese, put it in his mouth and like. It works really well though. We give it to Thor yeah. when he eats grapes and raisins. Yeah. He didn't throw up. He didn't. I mean, like an hour later, he was totally fine. He it can cause constipation because it dehydrates them because it absorbs so much. He was totally fine. Like, and you can give it to him every four hours. Uh, Fun fact too: if you take it while you're drinking, you're not as hungover. See, Jewel, it is for me. Those tips. You guys need your hungover tips all the time. Also, you can. My sister-in-law swears by it. She downs activated charcoal when she drinks, and she says she's never hungover. I just don't think taking something that's going to absorb all of your moisture. No, you'd be constipated for like a week. Is it worth it? Well, and because, well, I, you know, I'm never constipated. I, I'm, I've got a pretty good poop schedule, but I think, (laughs) I think that taking something that's going to absorb all of my water would be a good thing. I think it would make me more hungover. Yeah. Okay. And drink water. Anyway. I'm I'm glad little river little river bears. I'm gonna there. tell you right now, the perfect hangover oh. cure is these new Marvel drinks. They're called like XLRs. They're really hard to find out here. They have all of these vitamins listed. There's there's like two sugars in it, 25 calories, and they are the two fucking sugars. business. They're the one that made me order all of the rocks fucking drink too. What it A's though, whatever. Oh no, I'm telling you. Oh my god. This this drink, it it tastes like vitamins when you drink it. But it's you can tell it's good for you. Listen, you guys, all you need to do is go onto the the old interwebs, go to undo the booze. All of us old people. We're old. Let me tell you how to not have a hangover. Julie, shush. (laughs) don't undo drink. the booze okay. undo the booze.com that's the shit right there undo the booze you take it before you go to bed after you've been what drinking. is it it's a pill it's just like a bunch of fucking herbal supplement bullshit and it okay. fucking works i'll make time. you a deal this yeah, week before our next podcast 
I'm probably going to drink at some point this week. I will try <laughs> probably the booze. You try these drinks that I'm that, that and, and I'll send it to you. They're like two dollars a drink. Okay, cool. Try it. You, you got to drink vodka and Gatorade too, Julie. I guarantee yeah, you. I can't drink vodka. That's oh. definitely going to make me sick as fuck. Mm. Yeah. I love vodka. I miss it so much. <laughs> I'm going to send you this this XLR Marvel drink. You drink one of those and I'll try undo. Will I be a, will I be a part of the Marvel universe? Yeah, the yep. You might get a superpower. No hangovers? Oh, how long is this podcast now? I just want to ask. It's over two hours. Julie, what are you uh, obsessed with? I gotta go. I, I gotta go write a bond. Um, what am I obsessed with? <laughs> gotta go. Bitch, we're not even done. <laughs> Have you guys watched uh, Griselda off of Netflix? Okay, it's a true story. Yeah. It's really good. That's what I'm obsessed with. All right, bye, Joel. Yeah. Bye. I really do I, have um, to. I, I have to go to work. I love you guys. Okay, bye. Sun Airport. Love okay, you. Bye. bye. So I'm obsessed with two things. One, I'm obsessed with. I started watching the show Julia on Max. It's about Julia Child. I don't know. Super what good. What was you obsessed with last week? Yeah. Oh, was it? I was drunk. Um, the next thing I'm, <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it because season two came out. Sorry. God, I should just not drink. I shouldn't drink. I, I remember everything when I'm in a high, but I don't remember shit when I'm drunk. Anyway, the other thing I'm obsessed with is um, March. So March 1st is right around the corner. And that's when my next book comes out, When Worlds Collide. Um, early buzz is that it's fantastic. Um, I'm very happy with I'll it. I'll let you know I'm a quarter through. Oh, only a quarter. Okay. Listen, I'm, I started today. No, I'm just saying like a quarter is <laughs> a good, a good like point to be in. Where did you, where are you at in it? Like what just happened? Um, did they go on their first date yet? No. Okay, cool. Perfect. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this book so much. I would take a bullet for it. Like I love everything about this book. It's my favorite. Also, if you haven't, go buy my collection of poetry because you know what? It's about heartache that has spanned my entire life. My entire life. The audacity. Fucking audacity. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Okay. Stacy, what are you obsessed with? Um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've been sick for like a whole week, so uh, I... you look good. You look beautiful, bird. <laughs> yeah, thank you. you. Look good, you look really good. Your hair looks great. Oh, it looks clean. Goodness. It looks like you just washed it. You're such a liar, but I really appreciate you trying right now. Oh my god, I love you, and I would never lie uh, to you. Why would I lie? That's true. Um, I while I was sick, I was watching uh, um, Love Is Blind. And I don't know if you're like on TikTok at all and have seen the shit coming out about this season. This poor girl, she's talking to this guy and one of them brings up like, do you ever get told you look like a celebrity? And they shouldn't be talking about this in general because that defeats the whole purpose of the show. But she was like, she's like, I don't see this, but a lot of people tell me that I look like, um, she was like, she didn't even say her name. She was like MGK's wife. And um, which like, they're not married. Like, it's whatever. But she's just like, you know, I don't see it. But um, 
you know, but people tell me that. And she's like, I think it's just because of like, I have dark hair and light eyes and, you know, whatever. And so then they cut to him and he's like, oh my God, she looks like Megan Fox, like whatever. So he's all pumped about it. And she was very clear to say, I don't see it. I think it's just because I have dark hair and light eyes. Don't get too excited, whatever. So like the show goes on, he proposes, they meet and see each other for the first time. And he basically is like, uh, she does not look like Megan Fox. And people are giving her so much shit. And this poor girl, she said, I don't see it. Don't get your hopes up, blah, blah, blah. But also she has kind of like a long chin, but she fucking looks like Megan Fox. I've seen the picture. She does actually. She I looks agree with like you. her, I, I think. don't think she looks like identical, but no, you can but see you certain can resemblances. See? Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to send you guys a picture. I'm going to show you guys a picture. You can see why people would have told her that she looks like Megan Fox. That's funny. Yeah. Now I understand all the memes I keep seeing where there's like a picture of a guy and he's like, when somebody tells you your girlfriend looks like Megan Fox and he's like all excited and then you see her in real life and he's like, uh. Like, so and this doesn't make sense. This yeah. isn't like a great picture of, of her. I mean, her face shape is a little different, but from like the lips up, no, she doesn't not look like she kind of looks like Katy Perry too. Yeah, she yeah. looks good. It was just like this poor girl is getting roasted. She posted a TikTok and she was like, This would be a really good time for anyone who's ever told me I look like Megan Fox. <laughs> right. <laughs> chime in. Just, just chime in. <laughs> I just I just been watching. Oh man. And I just been trying to, you know, it's been really difficult to live, laugh, love over here. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> did you watch like, the, uh, live, laugh, watch the fucking Megan or the the Heather McMahon thing? Did you watch it yet? No. Come on. She'll make you laugh. She'll make you giggle. Um. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I just wanted to use this obsessed with to wish Aaron a happy forty fourth birthday. It's happening on Tuesday. God damn it! I hope you guys forgot. We're gonna fucking forget your birthday. Get out of here. Uh I'm tracking my my present to you every day, seeing where it is. Aww. But happy birthday, Aaron. Thank you. Uh Thank you. this year I my hope for you is that you find a little bit more self-confidence and uh you see yourself how we see you. Thank you. And stop listening to um well literally everyone but us. Okay. When, it, comes, when honestly, it comes to whether or not you're worthy of anything. Honestly. Because you are. Really good advice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we I love, love you, you all. And we'll always love you. I love you all. Thank you so much. I'm, I don't know why I'm all like, like I'm trying to like blend into this like white back. Get to the nothing behind you. <laughs> right. Like, I'm so sorry. I, right. There's nothing in my office right now, guys. But happy birthday, Aaron. Thank you. Make all of our lives better because <laughs> you. you're in it. Thank you so much. I love True. you all so much. And I'm so happy that we met and that like we're friends and that we get to do this every week and that people actually listen to us. Like what? And you like, can just take a compliment without complimenting us. It's fine. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it feels strange. I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. <laughs> I'm so hot. Is it hot here? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Happy birthday, little fish. We love you. Thank you. I love you guys too so much. All right. That's it for us this week. Okay. Bye. <laughs> um, oh, we actually won't be recording next week because um, I'm just double checking. I have <laughs> strategic right. planning with our city council from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., which will be on a Friday. On a Friday. Oh my God. So yay for me, living my best life. Um, <laughs> everyone gets the Friday off. Yay. Okay. Yay. We'll catch oh, yeah. you so you can week. listen to this podcast half on this yep. Friday and half right. on next Split day because it it's so long. Oh, it I wouldn't have been here anyways. I'll be coming home from conference. Split it up. Yeah. yeah, I love You're it. Welcome. All right. Uh, have the best week available to you, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye Fierce Fan Media.